Lord, we humble ourselves before you, believing and trusting that you are our source and our strength in this very moment of time. Lord, we just give you all of our praise, all of our worship this morning, for you are worthy. Oh, you are worthy of so much more. Father, today I pray that your Holy Spirit would go through the lens of this camera this morning into those homes and places where people find themselves this morning and they would experience your love, your grace, your mercy, your strength, your healing touch today. Lord, we know that there is nothing that's too hard for you. We love you this morning. We thank you this morning. The church says amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord this morning. Welcome this morning to the sanctuary here at PTC Ministries. It's a little bit of a lonely place this morning without you all here. Uh, But thank you for joining us uh, by way of live stream this morning. And uh, I say thank you, Pastor Jade, for leading us in the presence of the Lord this morning in worship. I pray that you feel just the sweetness of the Spirit right where you are in your home today. I do want to say thank you for joining us this morning uh, by way of live stream. I know that this is not what we had planned for this Sunday morning, and, uh, but we feel out of an abundance of caution. Uh, it is wise for us to meet on this platform today instead of in person. Many of our church family is, uh, is sick and uh, dealing with uh, flu-like symptoms and fevers and things of that nature. So first of all, let me say that we are praying for you and uh, we are believing for quick recovery for you this morning. And uh, you are missed today here in the sanctuary. This is a little bit different setting uh, for us. And uh, we uh, changed it up a little bit on you this morning. I was going to stand uh, behind the podium here and preach just a traditional message. And uh, I'm not saying I'm going to remain sitting the whole time. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, But I want to come into your home for a few moments today in just a minute uh, with the word that the Lord has really put in my heart for us as the body of Christ as well as for our nation. Uh, We are in a very crucial time and I want to make sure uh, that I can relate to you this morning uh, and not be in too big of a hurry. I don't want to misstate what I feel like God would have us say this morning. Uh, But before we get into the word, I want to give you just a couple announcements very quickly. Uh, We know that uh, we are in 10 days away from a very crucial day in our nation. Uh, It is uh, the election of not just a president, but also of uh, congressmen and congresswomen and uh, senators uh, across this nation. And I believe this cycle Uh, is very pivotal for our nation and uh, so I'm calling us as a church uh, to 10 days of intercessory prayer I know many's been praying uh, and I do appreciate that and uh, I'm going to let you uh, uh, and God work it out how you feel led to do it but uh, we are for the next 10 days we are going to be in a time of intercessory prayer And if you feel led to fast a meal or a couple of meals during the next 10 days, uh, that that would be perfectly fine as well. You do what the Lord puts in your heart to do. Uh, But I just know that uh, from where I'm sitting, uh, the next 10 days is going to be a very crucial time uh, in the history of our nation as well as the nations of the world. And I'm going to deal with that a little bit here in a few moments if the Lord would help me. Uh, so, uh, but I'm going to 
first of all, the next 10 days is going to be uh, a time of intercessory prayer. And I would love for you to join me. And uh, just for a point of reference, so I know that who is going to be joining me, if you, as you're watching this morning, uh, if in your little comment section there, you just simply put on there, hey, I'm joining you uh, for the next 10 days. And I'd appreciate that just so I, I know who I'm praying with and uh, aligning with, okay? Uh, so, and then also, I want to make mention very quickly, uh, those of you that's in this house uh, faithfully know that we've had the privilege uh, on a few occasions to go into the nation of Armenia over the last few years, as well as into Turkey. Uh, 28 days ago, an unprovoked war was started on the border of, uh, of Armenia with the Azerbaijanis, and it's also been funded by the Turks, uh, and I'm not going to get into all of that today. Uh, but I'm asking you to be praying for the nation of Armenia. To our friends in Armenia, uh, we love you and we're standing with you and we're believing for a peaceful solution uh, to this unprovoked time of war. We know that there is many elements to it, uh, but on Tuesday, October the 27th, Tuesday, uh, just two days from now, we are joining with the Cross Point International and many others uh, across the nation uh, as well as those in Armenia, uh, Word of Life Church and others there, uh, we are going to be joining with them in a time and a day of consecration and prayer for the nation of Armenia. There is uh, innocent lives been lost. Uh, it's been, uh, it, it's a very strategic place. God has preserved it. You say, where is Armenia? It is the land of Noah. Uh, it is where the ark rested, and uh, it is... Uh, the beautiful landscape of Mount Ariad is there, and I've had the privilege to be there. And wonderful place, wonderful people, the only Christian nation in that part of the world that has been preserved. And I believe there's a very strategic purpose for that. And we'll, we may go live and talk about that a little bit on Tuesday afternoon. But on Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock, uh, if all goes well, I'm going to go live at 7 o'clock on Tuesday evening. And uh, we're going to give a designated time of prayer, probably about a half hour or so. Uh, and I'm going to try to have some folks with me. And we're going to pray specifically uh, for Armenia and the people there. And I'm believing for God to do something as we join with many around the nation. So mark that on your calendar, if you would, please. And, uh, and play, make plans to join us on Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to try to go live for a time of prayer. And then on Wednesday of this week, uh, the 28th, there will be no in-person service here. Uh, we're going to just let the buildings rest and let nobody really be in here uh, until next Sunday. Uh, so Wednesday will be online uh, service. We'll, uh, we'll be doing uh, some sort of uh, teaching, preaching. Uh, Pastor Jade or myself, uh, we'll get that worked out uh, before then, all right? And... Uh, we're going to believe uh, the Lord to, uh, to visit us in a very special way uh, in the middle of the week. So you want to be part of that, all right? And then um, let me just tell you one more thing, and that is this. In-person services will resume, uh, Lord willing, next Sunday, uh, November the 1st. And uh, so make plans to be here. Uh, we are believing and trusting that most of this sickness is going to be moved out of here. Uh, that's going to put us well past uh, uh, two weeks where people have really been sick and not feeling well. And so we're going to monitor the situation of our church family and make a decision uh, the end of the next, this coming week. And we'll let you know if that changes. But as of now, uh, next Sunday morning, we will be back in the house of the Lord, ready to worship together and uh, ready to experience the things of God. And uh, so we say praise the Lord for that. But then next Sunday evening, uh, we've not been doing the evening services, and uh, this is going to be based on how the situation is with everybody's health. But uh, next Sunday evening, uh, we're going to have a time of prayer, uh, whether it be uh, live stream or in person, I'll let you know. Uh, but we're going to take a designated time, and we're going to pray uh, for our nation and for the election on November the 3rd. 
So I will, I will be letting you know uh, what time we will be doing that. We're probably looking around 6 o'clock on Sunday evening. Uh, but I will let you know if that's going to be in person or if that's just going to be through live stream, okay? But either way, I want you to make plans to join us for a time of prayer. And uh, if we do uh, just go live, I will have some folks with me in the building, and uh, we will have a time of prayer for our nation, all right? So this morning, let me say once again thank you uh, for joining us and being with us today. Now, this is a little different, uh, but I'm going to do my best uh, to go slow for a few moments. See, I'm already getting antsy uh, sitting at a table. Uh, but I I'm doing this on purpose uh, this morning just because I don't want to miss uh, anything that I feel like I need to share with you today. Uh, our nation is in a very unique place, as you all know that. And uh, this is not a political message today. Uh, but I am going to deal with the state of our nation and I'm going to take us in Scripture and I'm going to walk us through and share with you where I feel like we are right now. But I would say this, the next 10 days is probably the most critical days uh, in modern history for you and I in this nation. And it's not because of a political party. Uh, it's not because of an individual, but it is because of where we are prophetically, and it is where what we're dealing with in the spiritual realm. And uh, we are seeing things change so rapidly. But one of the things that I've detected in my spirit in recent days is that there is a spirit of weariness that is trying to come up on the church, men and women of faith. And I want to remind you, and I'm going to give you several scripture, but I'm going to ask you as we get ready to get started into the Word for, for a little bit this morning, I'm going to ask you to grab your Bible, uh, grab your notepad, grab your pen, and I'm going to ask you to follow with me uh, because I believe there's some things that God's going to bring to you that is going to make you uh, pause and be encouraged by the end of this thing. I may start off a little slow today, uh, but I promise if you'll stay with me to the end, we are going to uh, walk out of this room uh, today encouraged and empowered by the Holy Spirit of God uh, to continue moving forward. But I want to give you, first of all, uh, words that you would find in Galatians chapter number 6, 5 and 6. It says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Therefore, this morning, before I get into the message this morning that I feel like I need to share, I want you to hear me today. Most importantly, I want you to hear the word of the Lord do not be weary in well-doing. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, says that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding, but it is he that give power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. If you and I will continue to put our faith and trust in the Lord this morning, saints of God, we are not going to grow weary, but we are going to receive supernatural strength for the task at hand. So I want you to be encouraged this morning as we begin to walk through this together because let me remind you in Isaiah 61, the Lord himself simply was simply saying this. He said that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to, procro to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them 
beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I know that we're in intense warfare. I know that there's lots of things that's going on all around us. But this morning, let us not let a spirit of weariness keep us from being who God has called us to be in this hour. Amen? So I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 21. 1 Kings chapter 21. It's going to be just a few moments before I get there. But I will get there, I promise. If you are familiar with your Bible at all, there's a, probably a few names that you, that you are mindful of. Uh, a few of those names that you are probably mindful of uh, are a few of these that I'm getting ready to mention. You're probably aware of the name of Elijah. You're probably aware of the name Ahab. You're probably aware of the name Jezebel. And you might be somewhat familiar with the name Naboth. We're going to deal with all four of these individuals in a very quick fashion this morning to lay a foundation to where I believe God would have us be here in just a few moments. Uh, in my recent visit back to the passages of Scripture concerning these individuals that I just mentioned, I felt moved by the Spirit to spend some time examining them again and praying through them. And during the time that I've spent in recent days, I felt like the Lord began to deposit some things in my spirit concerning where we currently are in this nation. But I'd like to begin by just walking us through a few scriptures concerning Elijah, Ahab, Jezebel, and then we're going to end with Naboth. We know this concerning Ahab. If you was to read 1 Kings chapter number 16, you would find that Ahab began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned for 22 years. We know this about him in chapter number 16, that Ahab, he did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that was before him. We also know that it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam. We know that also he took to be his wife a lady by the name of Jezebel. She was the daughter of Ethbal, the king of the Zidonians. And he went and he served Baal with her, but also he worshipped Baal. He also then proceeded, Ahab, to rear up altars for Baal in the house of Baal. And he began to build in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove. And Ahab did more to provoke the Lord to anger than any of the kings of Israel before him. And we know that Ahab was very arrogant in what he did concerning idol worship. This behavior of Ahab and Jezebel led to the prophet Elijah coming on the scene. In 1 Kings chapter number 17, verse number 1, it says, Elijah, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to to my word. The Lord brought a word through the prophet of God to Ahab because of his evilness. And he simply said, There will be no rain, no dew upon the earth. And therefore, when you begin to read through chapter number 17, we know according to Scripture that for a little over three years there was no rain, there was no dew. And there was a time of sore famine upon the land. It was after this period of time, after three and a half years roughly, after the Lord had strategically positioned Elijah the prophet, who Ahab diligently had sought after and could not find. Elijah had, excuse me, had went to the brook of Cherith until it dried up. He was fed and sustained by a raven every morning and every evening. 
But then we know that he received the word of the Lord to go to Zarephath. There was a widow woman there that would sustain him. When he got there, you know the story. That lady was preparing her last meal for her and her house, her son. But the, the man of God said, do that which you're planning to do, but first feed me. Take care of the man of God. And you know the story. The barrel meal stayed and the cruise of oil did not fail. But now, after three years, we find that the Lord comes back to the man of God in, first, uh, in the first and second verse of chapter 18 of 1 Kings. He says, Come to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in the land. This led to the great miracle that we read of and have heard preached and taught on in chapter number 18 on top of Mount Carmel. I don't need to re-preach that or reteach that this morning, I don't believe. But let me reference it very quickly. We know that when Ahab is faced with the man of God, Elijah, the prophet, he begins to present a very clear decision moment in front of him. He said this, Now gather, go all of Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, the 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which sat at Jezebel's table. They went, and he simply said this, Which God answers by fire, let him be God. You know that story. After a day of lots of noise and commotion from the prophets of Baal, Elijah calls the people together. The altar is broken down. Everything is in shambles, it seems. There is no rain. There is great famine. People have seen the prophets of the grove and the prophets of Baal, 850 total, scream and holler and dance and cut themselves all day to see nothing happen and nothing change. But at the time of the evening sacrifice, we find in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 30 through 39, you would read where Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came to where he was, and he began to rebuild the altar. He began to lay things in order upon the altar. He then requests water to be brought and poured in the trenches around the altar. And we see the results due to the rebuilding of the altar and the prayer that was released by the prophet. We see that it set the stage for the arrival of an abundance of rain. Notice when, when the man of God began to pray, he simply said, hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And it says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. We see that the manifestation power of the Lord brought about an awakening to a generation of people that began to say, we will follow Jehovah God. Now, in the midst of that, we find that the word of the Lord comes through the prophet again, and Elijah turns to Ahab and he says, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of of rain. We have preached on that in recent days. We've said much about that. But now notice, it was during the time of fresh rainfall that all of a sudden Jezebel really begins to come on the scene in a very powerful and manipulative way. We find that after the rain begins to fall, the old prophet is renewed with strength and vigor. And he pulls up his garment and he outruns Ahab and the chariot into Jezreel. And as he outruns them into the city, making a proclamation that the Lord is all-powerful 
and almighty. And after the prophets of the grove and the prophets of Baal have been slayed, we find rain is falling. It looks like it's a new season. It looks like it's a time where increase is getting ready to come, where desert things are getting ready to begin to flourish and live. And we find that Ahab returns to his house. He is heavy. And all of a sudden, we find that Jezebel begins to be told the story of what just has transpired. The prophets that sat at her table have all been destroyed. The prophets of Baal have been destroyed. God answered by fire, but the prophet uh, has outdone the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the grove. And now uh, they look foolish, but God and the people of the land is now calling out to him instead of Ahab and to Baal. And we find that Jezebel immediately sent a message unto Elijah in chapter number 19. And she said, so let the gods do to me, and more so if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when Elijah saw it, he arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba, which belongeth to Judah, and he left his servant there. We see in a moment of time, the man of God becomes stricken by a spirit of fear by none other than Jezebel. I want to say this this morning, and I'm going slow on, on purpose. That same spirit that Elijah was faced with is still opposing God's people today. And it has plagued this nation in recent years. But allow me to remind you this morning, it was not that long ago that I shared with you concerning the spirit of Jezebel. But I want to remind you that it is an obsessive passion for domineering and controlling others. It always attempts to use us and teach us and to manipulate us into thinking a specific, in, a spe, in a specific manner concerning social, political, and spiritual issues and matters. We know it always engages in immorality and idolatry and false teaching as well as unrepentive sin. It was so intense when it was presented to Elijah that this is what Elijah said in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse number 4. He went a day's journey after he left his servant. And he went into the wilderness and he came and he sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. He said, it is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. He was so overwhelmed. He was so overwhelmed by this attack of Jezebel. And it brought such a spirit of fear upon him. But i got to remind you, it was an attempt to stop what God had already set in motion that others did not know of. Much of the fight today in this nation, please hear me, is because of this. We are dealing with not just an Ahab, but we are dealing with a Jezebel spirit. And this Jezebel spirit that is making Ahabs of this modern day culture move and behave in the manner that they are is getting ready to be dealt with, says the Lord. There was a generation in a field that had not yet been anointed. There was an Elijah that was still with the, with the yoke of oxen that had not yet experienced a mantle. But we find that there was a delay and there was a disruption because of Jezebel. But because God is faithful, please hear me, there was something that was not going to be denied. And this morning, there is something that's getting ready to take place. I feel my help coming this morning. I pray that you feel this through the lens of this camera today. There was a generation that was about to have an encounter with God. But the enemy was doing everything in its power to keep it from happening. Jezebel rose up and said, I will bring death to the man of God. But Jezebel did not have the power or the authority to control what God had set in motion then, nor does she now? But we see after delay, God's faithfulness comes and finds the man of God. And he simply gives him food for the journey. 
And he simply then calls him out on the carpet and he simply says, why are you here? This is not where you need to be. But there's some things that need attended to. You got to go down and you got to address some issues. But more importantly than anything, you got to go down and you got to find Elisha. And you got to anoint him to be a prophet in your stay. You got to seek out him, the one that I have anointed to go and can carry this thing on to the next generation. And we see that when the Lord begins to send the man of God and he begins to move forward, we find that things began to be set in motion. We now find that with Ahab, Jezebel, and Elijah, God is moving. God is orchestrating. Some things doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems like everything is just kind of out of character, so to speak. But we find that when you get to chapter number 20 of 1 Kings, I pray you still have your Bibles marked at 21. We're going to be there in a minute. But in chapter number 20, we find that the Lord begins to relay a message. We find that Elijah has come back. He's anointed Elisha uh, with the mantle. Elisha leaves the, the field, and he begins to walk with him. And he says, I'm going to walk with you. I, I'm going to follow this thing out. And we find that when you get to chapter 20, that the Lord begins to speak, and he sends a man of God to Ahab. He says, I'm going to show you that I am the Lord. You're going to know. He said, I'm getting ready to prove myself to you again. He said, there is a band of evil that's getting ready to come and try to attack you in the very near future. But he says, I am going to allow you to have victory over them. And this is the reason God was going to favor Ahab for a short season. is because when you read 1 Kings chapter 20, verse number 28, it says, And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. The Lord was saying, There is evil that's all around, and they're saying that I'm God over here, but I'm not God here. I'm God over here, but I can't be God there. And God said, I'm getting ready to show even Ahab who I really am. I want to say to you this morning, this man of God, he comes and visits him on multiple occasions in chapter 20. You can read it. For the sake of time, I will not do that this morning. But we find that it says that because at the end of chapter 20, because Ahab was in rebellion, to the word of the Lord. The Lord had simply gave instructions to bring destruction to specific individuals. And he rebelled against that order. The Lord simply said, you are going to experience loss and you're going to experience destruction. Which now brings me to where I want you to be with me in the word this morning in 1 Kings chapter number 21. We find that after this, it come to pass, chapter 21, verse number 1. It come to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard. Tell your neighbor, somebody that's sitting with you, tell your dog, your cat, your pet pig, whatever's beside you this morning, that said that there was a vineyard. That vineyard this morning, we're going to talk about in a minute, is going to be America, which was in Jezreel. Had by the plowless of Ahab, the king of Samaria, and Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me, that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For Naboth had said to him, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and he turned away his face and he would eat no bread. But now notice verse 5. Jezebel, his wife, comes to him. 
and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that, that, that you will not eat any bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake to Naboth, and he said he would not give me the vineyard for money, or he would not give it to me for another vineyard. And he simply said that I will not give you the inheritance of my father. And Jezebel, his wife, said, Doest thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat. Let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Notice with me the audacity, the arrogance of Jezebel. It wasn't her vineyard to give. But she's telling Ahab, I will give you the vineyard. We know this story. Jezebel put pen to paper, wrote letters to Ahab in Ahab's name. She sealed it with his seal. She set up false accusations. She gave false testimony, gave Naboth false, a false narrative against Naboth. She had individuals lie and deceive others, which led to Ahab believing that he could take possession of something that was unlawful for him to possess. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you about an unlawful entry. I know that was a long introduction, but doesn't this sound like where we are today? Somebody saying, I'm going to give you something that they don't really belong, that doesn't really belong to them. Doesn't it sound like a time where false accusations and lies are given continually? Doesn't it seem like men and women are trying to take things that is not really theirs to take? We find after this ordeal with Jezebel, she comes back into Ahab. If you read through chapter 21 and read the verse number 16, it come to pass where Ahab heard that Naboth was dead. He heard because Jezebel came in and told him, listen, get up. Get yourself ready because things are different now. We have slaughtered Naboth. He's dead and therefore the vineyard that you desire to possess is now free for your taking. Ahab, notice this, he rose up to go down to the vineyard. And when Naboth was in a place of death and the dogs began to lick his, uh, lick his blood, we find that before his body is even cold, Ahab gets dressed, goes down to Naboth's vineyard, arrogantly walks in because he is prompted and promoted and encouraged by a spirit of Jezebel, his wife. Notice what happens as he's walking in to Naboth's vineyard. Chapter 21, verse 17. The word of the Lord comes to Elijah the prophet again. He says, man of God, arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, notice, revelation is coming. He is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he has gone down to possess it. He says, you need to go speak unto him and say, thus saith the Lord, hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, in the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? And notice this morning, Elijah responds by the unction of the Lord. And this wasn't Elijah saying, but this was God saying, I have found thee. I want to say this morning, right now by the unction of the Holy Spirit, that the Lord is saying, I have found thee. In your time and season of unlawful entry to my vineyard, I have found thee. 
because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and I will take away thy prosperity. I will cut off from Ahab his lintage, and I will shut up all that he is and has will be left in Israel. I will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam, and I will make thy house of Basha. For the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord. The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dog shall eat. And him that dieth in the field shall of the fowls of the air eat. I want to say to you right now, notice there was an open exposure and a word of judgment released at this moment in history. And it was caused because Ahab was turned and moved by Jezebel. And it come to pass, notice with me, and I'm going to expound on this in just a moment. And it come to pass that when Ahab heard these words that I just read in chapter number 21, 17 through 24, notice what happened. Ahab rent his clothes, put on sackcloth upon his flesh. He entered into fasting, and he lay in sackcloth, but don't miss this. He went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah and he said, See how Ahab humbled himself. Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring evil in his day. But in his son's day will I bring evil upon his house. Due to the behavior Of that moment, there was an unexpected disruption and delay. Now what I'm getting ready to say in the next few moments, and then I'm going to be done. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Men have tried to take possession of a vineyard that does not belong to them. The United States of America, it is a very unique nation. It is not a perfect nation, but it is a nation that was birthed for a unique reason and purpose. It was birthed to be a beacon of hope to the nations of the world to take the glorious gospel to the unreached of this planet. It was also birthed to be a friend to Israel, the apple of God's eye. We know this morning that while our nation is under attack in many different forms, that there is a time of reprieve. There is a window of opportunity. Second Chronicles 7.14 is not just mere words. But the word of the Lord is forever established. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and will turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land. This morning, right now in your homes, I want you to get this in your spirit. I don't want you to be distracted. But I want you to hear the word of the Lord for the next few moments. While men have tried to take possession of this great land that we get to have the privilege of calling home, I want to say to them, I want to say to everyone that is watching, this is not their land. This is not their vineyard. But this vineyard belongs to the Lord. It has been chosen by God to be a city that sits on a hill. And he is not done with it yet. 
And we as a remnant, the body of Christ, we have been in a state of prayer and fasting. We have been in a long season of prayer. But I'm here to tell you the next 10 days is getting ready to be most intense spiritual warfare that we have ever been in. So before I go any further, here's what I want to say to the saints of God that's watching. Men of God, make sure that you make an make a extra effort to not just pray, but to pray with your family, to pray with your spouse. Women of God, do the same. Make sure that you take a conscious effort to join together to safeguard the unions of the home, the marriage, the family that's been ordained by God because there is getting ready to be an intensive spiritual warfare over the next 10 days to try to bring about a disruption. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God is about to show himself mightily in this nation. This is so much more than just a political system. But do to where we are right now. That which the enemy thought it had accomplished is getting ready to unravel, says the Lord. The spirit of Jezebel that has been causing men to move and behave in certain manners has been exposed and its demonic stronghold has been broken now, says the Lord. And there is going to be an abrupt change take place that is getting ready to cause men to marvel in a manner like they have never marveled. They are getting ready to have an Ahab moment where they are getting ready to look up and simply say, Oh, Lord, thou hast found me. The spirit of Jezebel is getting ready to not just be exposed, but it is going to be dealt with and it is going to be broken. The arrogance of those that thought that they was going to steal this vineyard in this season is going to come face to face with the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is this. I will not allow this vineyard to be taken by evil, but evil men is getting ready to receive a pronouncement of judgment. Those that thought they were going to be spared is going to be dealt with swiftly in the next few days, says the Lord. I will no longer remain silent concerning the shedding of innocent blood, says the Lord. And that's why Miss Amy is going to be confirmed tomorrow into the Supreme Court, no matter how hard they have start, tried to block it in the last 48 hours. I'm here to tell you she will be confirmed. That's not prophetic. That's just common sense. Uh, but the Lord would have me to tell you today that he is orchestrating it. He is allowing it. And it is changing the course of a nation. Uh, and that's why there is such uh, an opposition in the spiritual realm uh, but I'm here to tell you uh, that there is an Esther uh, that is getting ready to walk into the high court uh, and God is going to give her a charge. Uh, that's a message for another day in the, in the very near future. But please hear me. Uh, those that thought they was going to be spared is going to be dealt with swiftly. And I will no longer remain silent concerning the shedding of innocent blood. But notice with me, this is God says I'm not done with the court system yet. You may be surprised about what happens in the very near future. Uh, much like Ahab, the Lord says, I say to those that have defiled my house, misled my people, and corrupted this vineyard, I have found thee, and I am dealing with you even now. Because of your love for darkness, says the Lord, I am getting ready to bring evil upon you. Your house will become like that of Jeroboam and that of Basha. The Lord would say to you, I am bringing an unexpected word of revelation to a nation within the next 10 days that will cause Ahabs to humble themselves and they will go softly. I know what the media is saying. I know the plan of the, the, uh, of the far agenda thinkers. I know the chaos that they're trying to prepare for and to... And to try to orchestrate. But I'm here to tell you, God is about to do something in the next few days that's going to cause some Ahabs in places of authority to see themselves 
from the lens of God. And they are going to know that they cannot stand in his presence. And they are going to know that they do not have the right to be in Naboth's vineyard. And they are going to have to go softly. Because they are going to experience a moment that we have talked about and preached about and heard people preach and teach about for years. That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. They're getting ready to see God in a manner high and lifted up. They're getting ready to see him with his robe and it feeling a temple. They're getting ready to see him in his glory. They're not going to see him in a religious fashion. They're not going to see him in a denominational fashion. Oh, you hear this preacher this morning. They're getting ready to see the King of kings and Lord of lords arrayed in glory, arrayed in power, <coughs> arrayed in his spirit. And they're going to have to bow. And they are not going to be able to stand and fight like they say they're going to stand and fight. But they're going to have to go softly. And because of humility and because of a humbling, not because they want to humble, but because they have to humble in the presence of God. But as they humble, they are going to go softly, meaning there ain't going to be any fight left in them. Much like when the children of Israel was advancing towards Jericho, the hearts melted in the king. There is a melting of the heart where they say, we ain't going to be able to stand. We got to surrender. And in this time of humbling, in this time of moving, there's getting ready to be a manifestation of God's power. Please hear me this morning. The Ahabs is getting ready to go softly. So listen to me, saints of God. Don't you sit there and wring your hands this morning and say, what are we going to do? Our nation's going to be burnt to the ground. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Uh, but there is getting ready to be a silencing uh, of evil. Uh, there is getting ready to be such a display of the power and the authority of God uh, in this vineyard uh, that men are not going to be able to say and to speak against what God is getting ready to do in 10 days in this nation. Uh, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not endorsing a candidate this morning, but I'm here to tell you I, I am uh, endorsing a platform uh, for life uh, and family uh, and, 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 and spiritual unions uh, that is orchestrated by the word of God. Uh, I do not apologize for standing uh, for life. Uh, I do not apologize uh, for standing uh, for traditional marriage. Uh, I do not apologize for standing here and telling you uh, that it is still through and by Jesus Christ and him alone uh, that we will make heaven our home. Uh, but I come to tell you this morning, uh, Jezebel uh, is getting ready to face her lot uh, and men will marvel uh, at her demise. Uh, I'm here to tell you the church in America is getting ready to be set free. I'm talking about the remnant. There's getting ready to be a breaking off of the spirit of Jezebel. She's at her way. She's manipulated men of God. She's silenced men of God. But I break that off every house of worship this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling the men of God to rise up and to speak Boldly, uh, thus saith the Lord, uh, there is fresh fire, uh, fresh vigor uh, coming. Uh, Jezebel is getting ready to be dealt with, says the Lord. Uh, I am proclaiming right now, uh, says the Lord, uh, that my vineyard uh, from this day forward uh, will not uh, be inhabited uh, by those uh, who have tried to make unlawful entry into her. I have yet to accomplish all that I have purposed for this vineyard, says the Lord. It is out of this vineyard that there is coming a harvest. It is as this harvest has been brought into the storehouses and placed in the wine press in this season, there will be fresh supply of new wine that will begin to flow and it will be tasted by the nations 
of the world. Uh, the Lord is saying right now, uh, in the next 10 days, uh, I am releasing sons and daughters. Uh, there is wayward children uh, that's getting ready uh, to have an encounter with Almighty God. Uh, there is prodigal sons uh, that's about to come to their senses. Oh, I feel this this morning. Uh, just forgive me this morning. Uh, I am releasing, uh, says the Lord, in this season. Uh, I am uh, bringing back a fresh visitation uh, to my people, uh, and there is a time of refreshing uh, coming back to my house, uh, and a garment of praise uh, is getting ready to replace uh, a spirit of heaviness, uh, and the reason for it is because you are going to see me uh, in my glory, says the Lord. I am removing a spirit of heaviness. And I am, I, am I am replacing it with a garment of praise for you are about to see my glory. Your vineyard is protected, says the Lord. I am even now raising up a prophetic generation. I am releasing them to stand and speak. And I will cause men to humble and to retreat says the Lord, and they will have no defense for what I am getting ready to do is bring an exposing to truth and an exposing of lies. And there will be clear decision-making taking place in the next few days in this vineyard. Unexpected favor is coming to the remnant of God in this nation in the next days, in the next coming days. So this morning, I want to end my time with you. I know I've been a little lengthy today, but please hear me. The Lord would say to you, do not be weary. Do not be weary. Do not be weary, saints of God. There is something shifting. There is something changing. The moment that Ahab, you hear me, the moment that Ahab rose up and dressed himself and walked down to take possession of Naboth's vineyard is the moment that God said, that's enough. He has no authority and no right to possess what belonged to Naboth. Naboth had inherited from his fathers. There is some things that was done at the signing of our declaration and at the founding of this nation that our founding fathers had spiritual and prophetic insight in that many have not been aware of and still don't know the full extent of but it's getting ready to come full circle. And because of the prophetic mandates, because of the spiritual insight of our founding fathers, because of what this nation has built and built upon, and because of what we have done, this vineyard does not belong to the Ahabs, but it still belongs to the Naboths. And there's some Naboths that shed blood, but I'm going to tell you something. There is still a lineage. And the Nabals is getting ready to take rightful ownership of the vineyard. And the vineyard is not going to be transitioned into a herb garden or anything else. But this vineyard is getting ready to bring forth a fresh cluster of grapes for the wine press like we have never saw and we are getting ready to sense and to smell the aroma. You hear this preacher this morning. In the United States of America, there is getting ready to be a fresh smell of oil began to come up from this vineyard. And there is getting ready to be a proclamation and a declaration where God is going to say to this nation and the nations of the world, I have 
found thee. And I'm now dealing with you. But I'm also rewarding my faithful. This morning, right where you are in your home, I want you to receive this word. I want you to share this word. And I want you to make a decision right now for the next 10 days to come into agreement with me and many, many others across this land to bombard heaven and to be in a time of intercession because the enemy is going to do everything in his power. Much like Jezebel did, we're going to see men in the next 10 days begin to give accusations, lies, and some of them are going to seem very convincing. But in the midst of it, there's going to begin to be an exposing and an unraveling. And we, the body of Christ, need to make sure that we're praying for our leaders, politically, spiritually, civic leaders. We need to be praying for our military. We need to be praying for our city officials. We need to be praying for our first responders like we never have. And we need to be praying for the local shepherds of God's people all across this land because there is getting ready to be an absolute shift. But I'm here to tell you that in just a few days, the world is going to know that God is still in control. And there is getting ready to be a dispelling of Ahab. And the enemy would want you to be on edge right now and all uptight about what if, what if, what if. I'm going to tell you something this morning. When God does what God's getting ready to do, there is going to have to be a humbling, and there's going to be some Ahabs go softly. And we're going to have a window of opportunity. And I'm not going to go any further into this because I'm waiting for a little bit more revelation from the Lord. But there's going to be a window of opportunity for us to bring in a harvest. And the things that God would deal with right now, if it wasn't for what some are getting ready to do, where they're getting ready to humble and they're getting ready to fold and walk away, if they wasn't going to do that, then we would be dealing with a great judgment right now. But there is some generational issues. There's some sons that's getting ready to have to deal in the future with some things that their fathers have done. And this is very unique, and this is a very thin line. But I'm here to tell you, there's a window of opportunity. And as the Lord begins to release me, I'll go into that more. But there is a window of opportunity. There's a generation that's going to humble. But there's a generation that's going to face judgment. But we have a window. Unlawful entry is not acceptable. And in this season, God's saying, I found you, and I'm dealing with you. And in this moment, there is getting ready to be a proclamation of the glory and the power of God. I'm going to ask you to pray with me this morning right now where you are. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning. Oh, I thank you this morning for the privilege to come into the homes of the men and women that's watching us live and that will be watching us later throughout the day, and later this evening on other social platforms. Lord, I pray today, right now, I pray for our vineyard. I pray for the United States of America. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that as we would bow our heads and bend our knees, that we would do more than that, that we would bow our hearts. And we would simply say, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for straying. Forgive us for not trusting. Forgive us for not believing. Forgive us for chasing idols and other things instead of pursuing you in our recent past. But Lord, today, right now, I thank you for your word that you've deposited in my spirit and that I've tried and I pray, Lord, have delivered in a manner that would bring glory to you. Lord, I pray right now for every family every home. I pray for every city, every, every, every major 
every major city right now in this nation. And Lord, I pray that that which has been set in motion and moving, it seems effortly, through a spirit of Jezebel and through that manipulating of Ahab's, Lord, that right now that unraveling would just intensify and begin to crumble. Lord, several years ago, you, you showed me. You showed me chariot wheels coming off and things grinding to a halt. Lord, I do believe this is that moment of time. And Lord, I'm praying right now. I'm praying for the church not to be weary. I'm praying right now for the saints of God to not be uptight and anxious and full of fear. But I pray right now for just the peace of God passes all understanding to rest upon them. I pray for the weary pastor this morning. I pray for the weary evangelist. I pray for the weary missionary this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit would just endue them with freshness, fresh vigor, fresh power, fresh vision. And Lord, as we bring our time to a close this morning, I pray right now for your peace and your rest to go to every family. Let us be found faithful. And Lord, as we join together this morning, I pray blessings upon your people. Help us to be pleasing in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God bless you this morning. I pray this has been a blessing to you right where you are. And I'm going to ask you to continue to pray with us over the next 10 days as we go into intercessory prayer I want you to pray for the church pray for the families of the church pray for the the nationwide church uh, the citywide church pray for the church across the nations of the world uh, but I want us to pray specifically for our nation and for our leaders and our spiritual leaders over the next 10 days and I'm going to continue to be coming on giving you updates uh, for the next 10 days and we'll be doing some things online uh, but uh, may the Lord bless you may keep you may shine brightly upon you give you blessed peace this day we love you we appreciate you have a great day in the Lord Lord willing I'll see you next Sunday in person right here in the sanctuary PTC Ministries God bless you Body. This is Pastor Jade Abrams. I want to thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better. And we ask that you subscribe if you'd like to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.